This is the City of Refuge, Thomaston, Georgia, Sunday morning podcast. The following is a live recorded sermon by Pastor Jeff Deal. We got a long history of brotherhood, fellowship, kingdom work together. Uh, Tommy was a student in a missionary program in Jamaica when we were there and then came over and did a short internship with me in in pastoral work and then took over the church that I was pastoring in Jamaica when we left and he pastored there for 11 years. He's been pastoring for a total of about 25 years in Jamaica now. And uh, so it's been a pleasure to have them visiting with us, and uh, and we've given him a wide variety of experiences since he's been here on the City of Refuge campus in Atlanta, down here on the farm at my place, and sent him to Athens to work with City of Refuge Athens for a few days. And um, I think he's been rocked by everything that he has witnessed and been part of since he's been here and it's going to make a difference in their lives and ministry when they go back home Uh, we're going to be treated by andrea coming to sing for us uh, before he brings the word and then tommy will follow her up and give us uh, give us what the lord has on his heart today so bless god let me greet you in the precious name of Jesus. It's good to be here with you. We are all God's children. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's good to be in his presence. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. It's my very first time here in Atlanta, so it's my very first time in this church, and it's a pleasure to be here. The Word of God tells us that there is therefore no, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the Spirit of Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. And so today we can rejoice in the fact that we are made free by the blood of Christ. Amen? Is there a person who is feeling free this morning in the house of the Lord? Just wave your hands with me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have traded my shackles for a glorious song. Oh, I am free, praise the Lord, free at last. For a glorious song Yes, I am free Praise the Lord free 
had last so long I search for life's meaning enslaved by the world and my greed then the door of my prison was opened by love for the ransom was paid I, I was free oh I'm free from the fear of tomorrow I am free from the guilt of my past yeah I've traded my shackles for a glorious song I am free praise the Lord free at last yeah I'm free from the fear of tomorrow I am free from the guilt of my past yeah I've traded my shackles for a glorious song I am free praise the Lord free at last for this house of clay he's bought a prison and bars of bones oh my soul but these doors of clay would burst wide open when the angel sets my spirit free yes this house of clay is but a prison bars of bones oh my soul but these doors of clay will burst wide open when the angel sets my spirit free I have traded my shackles for a glorious song I am free praise the Lord free at last just give him a wave half enough praise with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Indeed, he's worthy to be praised. God bless you. Amen. He is worthy.
to be praised. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Amen. Wonderful singing, Andrea. Very powerful. Indeed, we are free. Amen. When we think about all that the Lord did for us, you know, one writer says, I couldn't tell it to a living soul how he brought salvation and he made me whole. The writer said, it makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It sets my sinful soul on fire. Hallelujah. When God dips his love in my heart. Amen. I am indeed excited and happy to be among the people of God. The word of the Lord declares how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I'm so glad that I'm a part of the family of God. Amen. I'd rather be in no other family but this family. Amen. The family of God. We thank God uh, this morning. Thank God for Pastor Jeff and his family. You know, as he shared a lot about us just now, you know, he's one of the, the, the men who would have been there at a particular time in our lives, you know, and to set us forth in ministry. You know, I can recall um, Andrea and myself, we, we were grown in church, grown in Sunday school. We, you know, you know, we were a student of the word. We enjoyed the word. And we had a pastor, God bless his soul, he's resting. No, he's passed on, you know. Back in our home church back home, he was a man who loved the word of God. Um, he did not go to any uh, college and so on, but, you know, the Holy Spirit would have uh, ministered to him and would have given him a lot of revelation. And so he imparted that to us as, you know, teenagers growing up in the church. And, you know, we grew to, to love the Lord and to love the word. And we really wanted a little bit more. And so um, I went to another community where in Spalding where um, another pastor was, was teaching the word. Um, Jeff would know Pastor Brown over in Santa Hill. And he was um, teaching the word and so we went there, you know, after work in the evening. We would um, be student of the word there. And it was there at that church. So our pastor, Pastor Brown, and then while we were there at the church studying the word, then came Roger Swift, a missionary, and uh, he uh, actually started a school in Jamaica. And uh, it's, it's a cross-cultural kind of school. You, we have um, different nationalities there. So we have persons from um, Scotland, persons from Asia, and of course Americans. And then the Jamaicans came on board. So there and there. So we were out doing ministry, out in the communities serving. So we ended up, I, you know, Andrea and myself, we became a part of that school. We ended up in St. Anne, where Pastor Jeff was pastoring the Claremont Church. And so we did, we spent a week there with him. 
and we would have you know gone out into the communities and serving persons and we slept on the floor there in church you know and we had different meals prepared for us so it's cross-cultural you know so they were preparing us to go into all the world and expect you know different kinds of you know and adapt to different environments and of course you know you know we jamaicans we love our food you know rice and peas and chicken we love that kind of stuff but on this training uh, uh ministry the steam we had to eat different kinds of things from you know all over and and so it was kind of interesting it was interesting to say the least <laughs> yes some of the things that we had to, to eat didn't eat any frogs and stuff like that but we really had a good time we had a good time yes and so you know we're missionaries you know in fact our our son um was pretty much born on the mission field and so we we came to claremont and then the rest the rest is history because um we became the pastor of the claremont church after pastor jeff um migrated or returned to the states actually and so as he said we've been there for 11 years and we've been pastoring now for 25 years so um our immediate pastor pastor brown roger swift and jeff deal they would have been placed in our life at strategic points in history and they were there for us and uh, would have helped to shape where we are today amen so let's give thanks for Pastor Jeff and his family. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And on that note, I want to share with us a word from the book of Esther, chapter 4. And um, Esther chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. You can see the passage on the screen and uh, Mordecai told them to answer Esther do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews for if you remain completely silent at this time relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place but you and your father's house will perish yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this when I want to encourage our hearts today and to say to us that God has a place for you God has a place for you in fact I'll say that God has placed you where he needs you those men that I've you know talked about earlier they were strategically placed in our life to set us on the course of ministry Mordecai sent the reply 
looking at the, the New Living Translation. Don't think for a moment that because uh, you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep silent at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. God has a place for you. And um, you look, you'll find that story, you'll start from chapter 1. Um, Esther was adopted, and we, we find out that, of course, being adopted, she must have felt out of place throughout her growing up years. Her parents had died, and she was adopted by her uncle Mordecai. And even after she became queen, she was put in a difficult position where she had to approach the king in order to save her life and to save the Jews. Where are you today? We, we've been, I've been at the Sunday school since I came here and we've been looking at um, Israel and what's happening there. And our teachers are, you know, um, did a tremendous job where that is concerned in making the connections, you know. And one of the things that also came out of the Sunday school is that we found out that Haman, which I'll talk about a in a little bit, that, you know, he was an enemy of the Jews. And we see what is happening today in it right as we speak what is happening. They're enemies of the Jews. And the mere fact that we're children of God not everybody is going to like us. Not everybody is going to like us. The fact that we're walking with the Lord, everybody's not going to like us. Jesus himself said that um, the fact that, you know, they did this to me, so they're going to do it to you as well. Yes, and don't worry yourself if the world hates you. But we have a job to do. God has placed us here at this point in time. He has placed us here for a purpose. Amen? Amen. And we find, brothers and sisters, that we must stand up for God's people. Esther stood. We need to do the same. Haman was an enemy of the Jews because Mordecai refused to salute him. So you'll know the story when you get the chance, read that story, very powerful story. Mordecai refused to salute Haman, whom the king would have uh, elevated, you know, and uh, so he's just riding high now. And every, everybody now, they were just bowing down to him. But Mordecai knows God. He knows his God. And he decided that I'm not going to bow down, you know, because God, you know, said that you shall have no other God before me. So Mordecai stood, and instead of getting rid of uh, Mordecai, he said, I'm going to wipe out all the Jews. I'm going to get rid of everybody. 
So he set up his plan, sent letters out, came to the king, got the, got, um, the letter signed and stamped and all of that, and sent letters right across the province that he's going to um, get rid of all the Jews. My brothers and sisters, sometimes, you know, as I said with Esther, she would have felt out of place. And you can feel out of place, but you're still in the right place. If we were in Jamaica, I would say amen, right? If you, you can feel out of place, but you're still in the right place. Amen? Praise God. Esther was out of her comfort zone. Because even as she, when she became king, she was still, still not safe. Why? Because she was a Jew, you know. She was a Jew. And so Mordecai was saying to her, look here, if you don't do anything, God will send help from somewhere. So Mordecai, you know, realized that, look, God, you know, is a good God. And he protects, he provides for his people, and he's going to do something. But who knows that you have been placed here for such a time as this. There was a young man by the name of Mephibosheth, who ended up in a place called Lodibar. Lodibar. <laughs> you know, and when you look at that word, uh, the meaning of that word um, is basically a place of no pastor. Lodibar. Sounds like you're below the bar kind of thing. Nothing is happening there. Nothing is happening there. And that's where Mordecai um, uh, Mephibosheth found himself. And in Second Samuel chapter 9, um, we find this portion of scripture. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And uh, uh, the story continues. And, and in verse number 7, uh, we see that, so David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan's, uh, for your father's sake, and uh, will restore to you all the land of Saul, uh, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? How do you see yourself? Sounds familiar. We've been talking, you know, a pastor been talking about, you know, how do you see yourself? You see yourself as grasshoppers. You know, that's, you know, that was a message last week and the week before. Do you see yourself as grasshoppers? And how you see yourself is very important. Yes. How does God see you, brothers and sisters? It's very important. He's, and, and Mephibosheth thought, well, you know, you know, I'm in Lodibar. And so, you know, but David says, you know, I want to do something. Is there someone in the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? So it doesn't matter where you are. It does not matter where you are. Amen. God's presence is there. God is there wherever you are. And that's the word of the Lord. 
The Lord is where, wherever you are. He's there. His presence is there. No place is out of place when you're in God's place. And so, um, Mephibosheth saw himself as a, as a, a dead dog. Hmm. How do you see yourself? It's important. I am the righteousness of God. I have been bought with a price. Yes, I am redeemed. Yes, I am redeemed. Praise God. Yes, and so we find, brothers and sisters, that look, um, the enemy, if we see ourselves in a, in a negative light, then of course, you know, we're going to be just, um, don't think the devil is going to have pity on you. He likes to kick persons when they are down. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that um, you, you read about Mephibosheth, he was dropped. He was disabled. And he was seemingly doomed. But the king sent for him and said, look, you're going to have meat at my table continually. That young man, he was dropped while they were running away from, you know, um, when all that happened, he was running away and uh, he was dropped. They, they thought David was going to, you know, take over and get rid of all of the, 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 the Saul's uh, descendants. But little did they know that God, hallelujah, God, you know, was doing something, David. So sometimes we'll find ourselves in a, in a place or a situation, but in a barren place, but there is grace in a barren place. Grace is in your barrenness or in a barren situation. So David sent for him and said, look here, you come on. You know, I can recall there, there, is, um, there is this, so after Pastor Jeff left the institute and returned here, you know, we were there running and running the place, doing some stuff there. And if you, I'm sure when you, if you come to Jamaica on a team, you'll see how, you know, I'll show you that place over there at the, at the, um, the institute where it's a, it's a big place and we, we call it Big Yard. You know, because a lot of persons come there and, you know, and uh, it's like a city of refuge kind of thing. And uh, persons and animals and, uh, and come there for, 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 for rescue. So we were there one of the times and we saw this dog. Like this dog was dropped. You know, don't just this dog came on the scene and, you know, I know... Some of you might be going to Chick-fil-A for lunch and stuff like that. So just don't too focus on, on what I'm saying, you know. So this dog was just really, you know, almost dying and look, you know, look really, really um, out of place. And this dog was weak and, and you could see all the bones in this dog and, was, and, and smelly and everything like that. Messy, messy situation. And, you know, maybe like here you now, maybe the vet would say, let's get rid of this one, right? And so we thought we wanted to get rid of this dog. But, you know, we, because we thought, we were thinking more or less that boy, you know, this can't live. 
And so we tried to get rid of the dog, not to hurt the dog or anything. But because we were putting, we were leaving some food outside, the dog kept coming back. And every time the dog comes, you know, we would kind of, you know, rush, ru rush the dog, not to hit it or anything like that, but just kind of, and the dog kept coming back and until when we look, I mean, the dog now start to, you know, everything start to change about this dog. The dogs look like, you know, the dog now is looking like, you know, a German shepherd looking like this dog is, you know, can take on the world. And that dog was, was just transformed by what, and, and so we now start to embrace and, you know, welcome the dog. And the dog, that dog became so powerful at the Institute Pastor that, you know, no stranger could come on the compound. What am I saying? Sometimes you, it might seem as if you're in a situation, you're in a place where you've been dropped, you've been, you know, you've been disabled, and nothing can come, you know, one of the, the writers says, um, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Sometimes you're in a place, you're in a situation where it seems like all is lost, but thanks be to God, as Andrea sang, I'm free, I am redeemed. Praise God, I'm bought with a price. My brothers and sisters, we find ourselves sometimes in, in a difficult situation. But David said, look here, I want to bless you because of Jonathan's sake. You're going to eat at my table continually. So it's important how you see yourself. Yes. And um, he saw himself as a dead dog. The children of Israel saw themselves as grasshoppers. Gideon saw himself as the least in his tribe. Yet the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Get up, thou man of valor. I have some work for you to do. Praise God. David in the cave of Adullan in 1 Samuel 22 he, um, some men came to him. Those men were in distress. They were in debt. And they were discontented. 400 of them. And David trained them. And they became powerful. Praise the Lord. So, no place is out of place when you're in God's place. God knows exactly where we are. Even if we feel uncomfortable and difficult in that place, God has placed us there for a reason. If we understand the will of God, it will be easier for us to serve him. Esther was willing to risk her life for the sake of her people. If I perish, I perish. But I'm going to do something. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do something. If 
I'm going to die trying, so to speak. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do something. And I believe that, you know, this ministry here, City of Refuge here, um, is that kind of ministry. We are here to occupy until the Lord comes. I'm going to do something. I'm not going to sit back. I'm not going to stand aside and watch. I'm going to get involved. As Pastor mentioned earlier on in the worship time, are we in? Yes, we've got to plug in. We've got to come to the end of ourselves and allow God to do his work in our life. Mordecai was confident that the Lord was somehow going to deliver the Jews from this affliction. The Lord granted Esther favor. And she was promoted for that moment. Nobody saw it coming. Haman saw the Jews massacred. He saw them dead. But the Lord knows the end from the beginning. As I close my little story um, today, the time in which we are born, our race, our gender, our nationality are not accidents. They're not accidents. The Lord has specifically placed every one of us to accomplish his will. We each have a destiny. We just need to find out what it is and fulfill it. We need to find and then fulfill our destiny. But guess what? It, it won't happen automatically. Esther saving the Jews wasn't just automatic. She had to step out with a great deal of faith and put her life on the line. What are you willing to do today? Are you ready? Pastor Jeff asks, are you in? I'm asking you, are you ready to put your life on the line? Who knows that you have been to a city of refuge for such a time as this? Andrea and I, we stepped out. We stepped out in faith, you know, in 1998. And of course, you know, um, we are still on that journey. We, just like any, even when we have the, the space ship going to space or going to the moon, you know, every so often there has to be some course correction. You have to make some, you know, when you shoot the, the arrowhead, you know, there has to be some um, correction each time. And so, of course, God does not give us the big picture uh, you know, right up front. It's a step of faith. 
So daily we make that step. And today I just want to challenge us to, um, to, to reflect on the fact that you're here to advance the kingdom of God. You're here to advance the kingdom of God. If you, if you will, could you just stand with me, everybody, everywhere at this time? And we're going to pray. We're going to talk to the Lord right now. You know, is there any course correction that needs to be made in our lives as we navigate, as we seek to navigate our path, as we seek to, to find our place in the kingdom of God? You know, um, Abraham actually got to that place where he thought that he was, you know, God was taking too long and he, was, he had to do something to help God out. And hence we, um, the other son was born. And from that time until now, you know, there's enmity, there's division that seed, that son from Hagar. So today, I want us to reflect on where we are right now. Where are you on your journey? Where are you on your journey? Abraham thought that he could, you know, God was taking too long, so he's going to help him out. But God had to come to him in Genesis chapter 17, and said, look here, I am the almighty God. In other words, I am all that you need. You don't need any, you know, any backup or so on. I am all that you need. And today, as we pray, just reflect on where you are. What is it that you need to do to step out and to make a difference? As I encourage you, um, first of all, the first time I was here is that Noah stepped out. Yes, Noah stood out. We're here to stand out and to lift our pastor's hand as he navigates, as he continues to, to move the ministry forward. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. We thank you, O oh God, for this time. This time, Lord, in which we're able to share your words, oh God. And, and God, I pray that as the challenge goes forth right now, Lord, that it will not go on, uh, on deaf ears, Lord, that we will respond to your call right now, recognizing that you have placed us uh, where you need us, you, and you have a place for us in your kingdom. And so, Father, I pray right now, Oh, by your spirit that you will guide our thoughts, oh God. You will, oh, guide our steps and guard us as we seek to move forward in you. You have placed us here at this moment for such a time as this to make a difference. And so, Lord, we just ask that you will help us as we seek to, to find and to, 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 to follow and to fulfill your purpose in our lives. Bless this ministry, Father God. I pray, oh Lord, as we saw David's men in the cave of Adullan, Lord, I pray, oh God, we, they came busted, disgusted, and, and broke, but God, they became mighty men 
And so, Lord, I pray today that your spirit will equip and strengthen us as a body, that we will go forward in you, will move. Hallelujah. We'll move, Father God, oh, in, in, in the power of your might. We recognize it is not by our own power, our own strength, but it's by your spirit. Strengthen your people today. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And over to Pastor. Amen. You enjoy that? Let's say thank you to Pastor Tommy and Andrea for being here. For sharing with us. I hope you recognize that that was not just a message from a guest speaker. That was just right on point with who we are, where we are. Just the next in a series of or, or the progressive word that the Lord's given us about um, our family here, and um, we're on a journey. He mentioned that, and so we need everything the Lord wants to feed us along the way on the journey so that we'll be healthy and strong as we move along and as we encounter the things that are coming our way. Um, before we go, let me just um, tell you that we're going to bless Tommy and Andrea with an offering, and you're welcome to contribute that to that if you'd like to you can uh, drop your checks in the bucket on the way out or cash or do it online however you want to do it we are going to bless them with an offering also they are gathering up items to pack up a, a barrel and ship it to Jamaica uh, of items that will be very helpful to them and to their ministry and their work their outreach there and so um, any contributions you want to make will help go toward that because we're going to cover the cost of that shipping and purchasing the container for it. And uh, we just, we're, you know, Tracy tells me all the time that Tommy and I are kindred spirits. We're, you know, brothers of a different color, brothers from a different mother, but we are brothers. And so what they're doing there aligns with what we do here. And there's gonna be even more of that as time goes on. So um, thank you for being here and thank you for your ministry. I enjoyed so much the song and the word. Now, um, what you heard from Tommy this morning is not typical Jamaican preaching. So he, uh, uh, you know, most of your Jamaican preachers, they would uh, have probably cracked the stained glass windows in this building because they go high volume. It's, it's like a jet at the end of the runway and it slowly starts and then boy, by the time they're finished, it's, um, it's over the top. I appreciate the fact, although, you know, there's, there's a, a good ministry in that sometimes. Um, I do take my earplugs when I go to Jamaica for church. <clears throat> I appreciate the fact that he just quietly and methodically gave us the word he, know, he knew that was for us today. So uh, I'm receiving that and embracing it, and I hope you're doing the same. Father, thank you for this great morning together. Thank you for your people. It's such an honor be part of this family and you're just blessing and bringing revelation to us day by day and that's happened here today thank you for anointing Tommy and Andrea to bless us with their ministry I pray over them that you would continue to make provision for their needs shine the light on their pathway as they do kingdom work in Jamaica 
and that you would bless their sons and that your peace and power and provision and protection will be over them and with all of us as we go our separate ways. We honor you. We give you thanks. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless.